0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Philippians 4. One of my sons recently asked me if there were more trees or people in the world. And so I looked up the answer and found out not only are there more trees than people, there are, they estimate, 400 times more trees than people in the world. That is a lot of trees. And it makes sense. I drive around where I live here in Idaho and I see trees everywhere. In fact, Boise means well, the city of trees. And so as I look at these trees, at least where I live, there's generally two kinds of trees. There's the deciduous trees, which they blossom every spring and it's beautiful. And then the leaves change colors in the fall, which is also very beautiful. And then they fall off the trees and you have to rake them, which maybe doesn't feel as beautiful. And then they're kind of bare all winter. On the other hand, you have the evergreen trees. These trees, like pine trees, they stay green all year round. So picture your joy. Picture your attitude like a tree. Do you want to have seasonal joy or do you want to have constant joy? Do you only want to blossom when the conditions are right? Or do you want to be green and joyful and have a good attitude all the time? Well, Philippians chapter four is going to give you instruction that should lead to constant joy, rejoicing, contentment, and peace. I think that's something that we all want. But what we're going to see here in Philippians 4 is that the most important factor, the most important factor for your attitude, for your joy, for your contentment, for your peace, is going to be how you think. How you think will determine your attitude ultimately and will be the highest contributing factor to your joy. Starting in verse 1, it says therefore my beloved or my brothers whom I love and long for my joy and crown stand firm thus in the Lord my beloved. So there the therefore uh, really if you go Back to what it was just saying, it was talking about our citizenship is in heaven. So it starts by not thinking merely as a citizen of earth, but thinking like a citizen of heaven. Do you think each and every day, the world is not my home, heaven is my home? Do you see how that will contribute to you being able to stand firm and that affecting your attitude and your mindset? another, perhaps even one of the biggest joy stealers that you will experience is interpersonal conflict. And that's what we see in verses two through four. There's a conflict here between Euodia and Syntyche, and he exhorts them to agree in the Lord. Well, what's going on there? Um, That seems to be the whole problem. Probably they, they can't agree. So, That's really helpful, Paul. You're telling them to agree. Well, they can't. They're meant to agree in the Lord. And I think that's calling us back even to chapter two, that we would have the same mind and that we would handle conflict in a way that would follow the pattern of Jesus. You got to go back to chapter two, but we have to handle conflict in a way where it's not just about my desires. It's not just about what I want. I'm going to treat the other person as as more important than myself. I'm even going to be willing to give up my own rights and even to suffer and sacrifice. Uh, to help resolve things with this person, that is agreeing in the Lord, uh, that really I'm having the same mind as the Lord. Is that how you think about conflict? Because if it is, uh, that will help you resolve conflict and have joy uh, in your life. And then we see verse four, the command to rejoice, even a double command, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. And that's where I think a key phrase in that verse is rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. That has to be the where your rejoicing is found. And one thing you will see in Philippians 4 is that this joy is not meant to be based on our circumstances. We will see that so clearly later in the chapter. But here we see where it is supposed to be based. Our rejoicing is based in the Lord, And that's why it can be constant and evergreen because the Lord in the Lord, we always have a reason to rejoice. He is constant. He is always good. He is always faithful. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. So, you always have a reason to rejoice in him. And then it says, Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Uh, If you dig down into this idea of reasonableness, it seems to have the idea of even a, a gracious response that when other people are hostile, you are reasonable and gracious and calm. And you're able to do that really because of how you think. Again, you're rejoicing in the Lord and you have a sense of the end of the verse. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is near. I I know that God is with me and I know that Christ is coming soon. So when others are not gracious towards me, I can be gracious towards them when I think about these things. Another incredible joy stealer is anxiety. And here it exhorts us on how to uh, overcome anxiety in our lives. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So summarizing, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. And even the prayers should be made in thanksgiving as we let our requests be made known to God. And then it says in verse seven, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Notice it doesn't say, it doesn't say, and God will make all of your problems go away. Not what the verse says. It doesn't say that God will resolve every fearful, anxiety-inducing circumstance in your life. But it says he will guard your heart and your mind because when we are anxious, those things will be under attack. When you are anxious, you will be tempted to think wrong, to think, well, God isn't good or God doesn't care about me or uh, God doesn't know what he is doing. No, the, the peace of God will guard your mind. And if we remember Jesus teaching us in Matthew 6 about anxiety, many times we're anxious because we're desiring the wrong thing. We're pursuing the things that the world seeks after instead of seeking first God's kingdom and his righteousness. And so his peace will also guard our hearts in Christ Jesus. And then here it gives us a long list of things to think about. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. We need to think about these things. And I've found in my own experience and as a pastor, many times when people are really struggling with uh, either just being sorrowful with uh, just being anxious, many times it's because we are allowing ourselves to dwell on things that would not pass this list. If we were to ask ourselves, hey, this, this thought that I'm dwelling on, is it true? Is it honorable? Is it just? And, and, and so on and so forth. Many times, if we're being honest, the answer would be no. And many times in our sadness or in our anxiety, and I'm not trying to minimize uh, truly difficult situations, even with with sadness, there is a time to grieve, we would see in the Bible. But many times when that's going to an extreme, part of the problem is we're allowing some thought that isn't really true uh, to just run around in our minds and to wreak havoc in our thoughts, instead of reining it into what is true and what is right. Next, Paul goes on, and now to get into more of a personal section, because it seems that the occasion for the book of Philippians is them sending some kind of gift to take care of Paul, and Paul is thanking them for that. But he is also talking about that even without their gift, he, he was okay because he has learned to be content. He has learned, he says, uh, to be content in any situation. In verse 12, he says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So there, that verse is not about winning the sports game. It is not uh, about, you know, Achieving success in your new small business. In context, that famous verse is about contentment. That verse is saying, in good times and in bad times, I can be content. And how? Through him, through Christ, who strengthens us. When we are thinking about all that we have in Christ, we are okay. And then he praises them for their generosity. And he gives another thought that should empower us to be generous. In verse 19, And my God will supply every need of yours according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus love how that is worded that is an incredible promise every Christian should take to the bank and kind of put there is, is in your mind as you are putting your head on your pillow at night well, when you're tempted to worry you should say no, my God will supply every need that I have not just out of his riches but according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. that is an incredible promise. And that, again, should help us to be content and to be generous, because my God will supply all that I need, and He is a generous God. So I know we all want to be joyful, and I know we all would like that joy to be constant. But what we're going to see today in Philippians is, well, that's going to depend on how you think. Do you think in a selfless, Christ-like way? Do you think about all the reasons that you have to rejoice in the Lord? When you are anxious, do you think and direct your thoughts to God in prayer and cause yourself to trust Him? Are you focused on the things we see here in Philippians 4.8? Are you focused on how in Christ you can be content no matter what? And are you thinking about the fact that your God can supply all of your needs according to His riches in Christ. That's a lot to think about. And really, it's a lot to be joyful about. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.